one minute you're telling people that you should be real and be yourself and be honest and be open about your feelings the minute someone has a reaction that you think is wrong who the hell are you to tell me how my face should look yeah like I'm sorry you know like Moira from West Cork calm your tits (laughs) (laughs) this is the Come Here To Me podcast my name is Guy Boggan amongst many things I am a photographer and filmmaker I started a podcast to chat to friends and fascinating people not necessarily about them instead about their experience in an industry or business their topic of expertise even a skill or talent they may have these impressive individuals are not claiming to be experts in their fields or the very best at what they do I just want to offer you an insight into what they've learned so far Just a little something interesting. This is the Come Here To Me podcast. Enjoy. Welcome, Holly. Welcome to the Come Here To Me podcast. Uh, Thank you for letting me come to your house, your yeah, brand new home. very welcome. Yeah, I'm so excited for this now. Love the chats. Love, love, love a bit of chats. Yeah. I'm so excited to have you on. It was, I think people, it was, a, you were the one person that people were like, oh, where's, when's Holly going to be on? Stop. <laughs> they expected you to be first. <laughs> well, yeah, thanks. I was like, where's my invite? Yeah, you were for the a first while. to be like, uh, congrats on the podcast, but. Uh, Where, yeah, exactly. No, I'm delighted. Um, so tell, so people might not know who you are, mm-hmm. but tell everyone a little bit who you are and what you're doing at the moment. Yeah, I suppose if you've never heard of me, I'm Holly. And uh, I started out when I, I kind of, I went, I was basically, I was in college. I went to NCAD and I was um, studying a degree in textiles. My phone is recording us. <laughs> Siri just started repeating what I was saying. That's so bizarre. Okay, I think it stopped. Um, yeah, yeah that, was weird. that was weird. I hate when that happens. It gives me the fear. Um, yeah, so I was in college studying a degree in textiles and I met my friend Eamon there, who's now a really successful dress designer. And he kind of encouraged me to enter Miss Ireland. So I won Miss Ireland in 2011. And that's really when my career kind of began or took off. And then I started modeling full time in Ireland and ended up doing things like Britain's Next Top Model, um, you know, what else do I do? Celebrity Master Chef Ireland, Dancing with the Stars, um, Celebrity Mastermind, actually hilariously, it was terrible on that. <laughs> like I've done so many random things since then. And then I suppose in the last few years, the whole influencer thing has taken off and um, influencer marketing is huge now. So that's kind of what I do now. I also launched a business called Love Lift, which is a jewellery and accessory line. Um, so yeah, that's kind of how I started and what I'm up to. Uh, so obviously you started off in modelling. Mm-hmm. Was that something... Was it just a coincidence that Eamon said, like, you should go into this? Or were you like, oh, I really want to do this? Or... Yeah, well, I suppose when I was 15, I entered a model search competition that I got to the final of. And then I ended up doing a few shoots for, like, Kiss magazine and stuff. But it wasn't something that, I don't know, it was something that I was always just into, like, makeup and beauty and all that, that kind of thing. And then when I was in college, um, that's when I, Eamon was like, you should do modeling, just try and get a bit of money. You know, like just try and get a bit yeah. of money, basically <laughs> for the money. Um, and I really enjoyed it. And I kind of just joined an agency and all of that. But like, I never really aspired to model. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, there was so much of it that I didn't like. And there was a lot of it that I did like. I mean, it was really social. I got to work with cool designers and meet loads of people. But I think I didn't, stupidly almost or naively, I didn't expect the amount of pressure that came with it. Um, and there was a lot of pressure. And it was kind of, I noticed the biggest thing that bothered me the most was it changed the way people looked at me. 
you know like the minute someone like some before it would be like oh hi this is my friend holly whereas now then it was like oh this is holly and they might know already that i was miss ireland that i modeled and all that stuff and in my head i already felt like i was being judged that i thought i was unreal and they're like oh here we go here's like, this, this is holly. yeah she's, she's a model she's a model she's, every yeah she's yeah. gonna be an airhead or she's gonna be stuck up and like i think it was more that i was really worried that people would think that of me because i mm. never had to worry about that before i got the label of being an irish model and as well back then like Instagram and social media wasn't a thing at all in 2011 so it was all about the papers so you'd get like sack the stylist or they'd be writing about your boyfriend or there'd be a picture of you like do you know it was just kind of a different era yeah. and it was exciting and fun but obviously then seeing comments and stuff like people you know at that age being like 20 and people being like oh she's gained a bit of weight or her outfit's awful you just have to take it on the chin but it's not always easy like yeah you kind of became a mainstream celebrity in that way and had like high profile relationships and yeah I uh, suppose how what at what point did you think that you were semi-famous like it was it after next top model was mm. it at, like at what point because you went you then started to go on things as a celebrity or like yeah celebrity it's so weird because like in Ireland I don't think we have real celebrities unless you're Saoirse Ronan or Bono like you're not like you yeah. know because you could see someone like you know you could see anyone like a star from love hate or ryan toberty walking down the road or you know some blogger that you follow you might see her in zara so like i love how small it is here because yeah. you know so i would never be like i'm a celebrity like you know what <laughs> I, mean? I have a take on twitter but i get what you're saying like i suppose when i came back from miss world i was asked to go on the late late show and like obviously the late late is so random one week it could be you could have some huge celebrity or you could have like someone that they found in the RTE canteen that they need to fill a slot or like, you know, someone like whatever. So I was absolutely thrilled. And the, the time that I went on, they had, um, oh, that was my shoe. <laughs> uh, they had Mr. Big from Sex and the City, JLS, that boy band were there, The Wanted were there. And I was like, oh my God, I'm being interviewed on the same show as all these people. Um, and it was crazy. And I went on and did an interview at Ryan Toberty. And I look back now and like, I was wearing these massive, like fake Louboutins that were covered in like encrusted in diamantes. I had the, the, like such a big push-up bra and my hair was huge. I was only, was I 20? I was literally 20 being interviewed on the late eight about being at Miss World and representing Ireland and all that kind of thing. And it was mad. And that was after that, that was when I realized like, oh my God, that was kind of a cool thing to do at that age. Did you ever think, did you ever expect that it would evolve to where you are now? Yeah, that, the thing is, like, I, I never really planned anything I've done in a way. Like, I've always been kind of focused and driven to a point, but anything that's happened or anything I've achieved has come out of just a, a decision or a phone call when I'm sitting in a coffee shop or somebody encouraging me to do it. So, like, I never really... I suppose I didn't actually really believe in myself that much when I was younger. I don't know. I was kind of like, oh God, like is, where is this going to go? Or I never was like, oh my God, this is it. I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. So I suppose a lot of it was a surprise. And I think like I really was kind of keen to shed the Irish model kind of label as well because yeah move on to my own thing because one day it could be modeling dresses on Ireland AM and then the next day it could be sitting on the couch in Ireland AM getting interviewed about something or it could be asked to like co-host so I was like am I a model or am I someone who's being interviewed or what's actually expected of me Mm -hmm. and I didn't really because at the time before influencers and all that like no one really knew what was going on it was so bizarre. Yeah. What do you think, what, what would you say your job title is at the moment? I actually don't know. And I get really scarlet if I'm away or something and someone's like, oh, what do you do? 
I'm like, oh, well, I just kind of, am, you know, like, because I don't know what to say because <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I don't know if I want to be like, I'm an influencer. Do you think there's a stigma about it? Yeah, nobody wants to say I'm an influencer because yeah. it's just became a really toxic word and people don't like what comes with it. Um, even though there's no shame in it. Like, you know, if you're true to yourself and you represent really good brands and you if you're hardworking, there's absolutely no shame in saying you're an influencer. Yeah. But I also feel like there's so many other things I do. Like I do travel writing, I have a weekly column with the paper. And like when you have a few strings to your bow, like I feel like if I was a man, I'd probably turn around and say I'm an entrepreneur. But I don't know if I, as a woman, maybe like I never get referred to as that. Maybe particularly because it started off with your looks. And yeah. Now people still associate it like that and they don't, they don't see everything else that's going on. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Like sometimes in interviews, like I've gone on and I've talked about Love Lift and I've promoted projects I'm working with and I've talked about things I'm passionate about, like the Dogs Trust or kind of different things. And then they're like, here's Holly Carpenter, the model. And I'm like, I told you, well, I asked you not to call me the model when I went on. I haven't modeled in years. The only time I model is when it's with Love Lift or we're doing a cool shoot or a brand has come on board and we've, we've come up with a concept together. And sometimes I just feel like when they say model, it makes me feel like back in the day when you kind of just stood there and you were just, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with being a model. Like I know girls that model and they've do, they're doing so well. Like there's still an industry here. It's just different. So it's it's a full-time thing. Being a model is being a model. Like you don't, you don't get booked anymore to like be photographed in people's clothes for their brand. Exactly. Anything you do now is for you and just showing off you. And I think it's a bit lazy to just say, oh, she's a model. It's kind of like, it makes me feel like they don't really care. Yeah. Like, and I think there's still, there's people like say Glenda Gilson. I've talked to her about it because she, me and her have always bonded about how we had like a lot of a similar kind of career in the beginning. And she was doing, she was like back in the day, the Celtic Tiger and stuff. She used to do all the mad photo calls. She was one of Ireland's biggest models and stuff. But now she, she has a jewelry line. She's a mum. She's a presenter. She's traveled the world presenting and interviewing global superstars. But people are like, oh, there's your one Glenda Gilson, the model. And she just laughs it off. She's like, Holly, do you know what? We just kind of have to laugh it off. Like, do you yeah. really care? And like the way she put it, I was like, yeah, you're right. Like just because somebody gives you a title doesn't really mean that that's what it is. I think you just have to brush it off. It's so funny that in this day and age where like a, a people on LinkedIn will congratulate each other about starting a new job and starting this. Mm. Like people are all all about congratulating people who have success, like making money. But then the second an influencer gets a new sponsorship or a new brand, yeah. everyone's like, oh, you're just a sellout. Like, I know, it's, it's like, funny. Because yeah, like I obviously know all of the influencers in Dublin yeah. because we, we all see each other regularly at events. And like, it's true that like most of us would actually turn down more work than we take on. Because a lot of the time brands would approach you and it might not be the right fit or they might be looking for something that you're just not comfortable with. So like I think sometimes people online think that you say yes to everything and you don't care and you just want fast cash and you'll throw up anything on your feed. And that is so not true. Like you know that like you've seen what yeah, goes behind it all. It's I've, a minefield. I've seen it so much and the amount of times I've heard from you as well. Like you get emails and you're like, oh, not doing this or yeah. like, they are asking for this and that's just not like that's out of my comfort zone. That's exactly. not what I do. Um like if I was to kind of break down my dream collaboration, it's obviously I'm with an agency called Versify and they started an influencer agency probably two years ago now, maybe more. And um, because, I mean, imagine if you said to me in 2011, you're going to be in an influencer agency, I would, wouldn't even know what that is. It's crazy how much it's gone, it's grown. But like when a brand comes to them and says, oh, look, we're a clothing brand. We really want to work with Holly. Or maybe they'll come to me directly on Instagram and I'll send them to Versify. And then they'll say, we want 
three static posts, three stories. We want her to pick the outfits and we want her to write her own captions. That's amazing because then I can say to them, that's great. The agency can sort the fees out. I don't have to deal and with talking about money. And freedom yeah, of and like, the actual content. Exactly. Yeah. Whereas if they're like, these are the outfits we want her to post, we want her to say like, hey guys, blah, blah, blah in the caption and we want her to post you know, 17 static images, I, I would just literally be like, no, absolutely not. Yeah. There's no way. Because people don't like to see that. I know what I like to see. So like, it kind of just try and think of like, how would I feel seeing that post? How I'm, would it sit with me? I know you've been a big person as well about, you don't like when brands try and take over too much about exactly what the, what's in the photo or yeah. if, if brands are like, we want more branding, more logos, we want showing this. And you're like, nobody's going to like that. Like, yeah. I'm going to get hate for it. You're going to get hate for exactly. it. This needs to be subtle and like well done. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like I love a good brief. I love when they say, we just want to make sure that this is in shot. We want it to be whatever. And they might say like, you know, they might literally say something like our rival brand, their color is green. So maybe don't wear green in the post because you know what it's like if, if we book to take the picture, we're outside trying to catch like a gap in the rain to get the shot yeah. and all that. And then I send it to them, you've edited it. It's really cool. And they're like, oh, actually, we just we kind of wanted her to wear her hair up. I'm like, are you having a laugh? <laughs> in the brief? Tell me that before yeah. we do it. Yeah. So I love a good brief. And I honestly find it so much fun working with these brands because it, it, there's a lot of to and fro and there's so much that goes into it that like, you know, when they say we want it to be in Holly's voice, I think if someone reads something and it's not me speaking, then it's just not going to translate because I could be chatting away in my story and then the caption that a company has given me to copy and paste is it's just so forced. It's yeah. so forced. So that's the stuff that I avoid. But definitely in the beginning, I wasn't clued in with all of that. And like, I, I wasn't like, because I wasn't in an agency, I kind of felt a lot of pressure to just say yes to things. So I'm sure if I scroll back to my Instagram from years ago, I'm probably like, okay, I wouldn't do that now. And you just, yeah. you grow. And like, I think there was a time a few years ago where Instagram was just, influencers were getting a lot of actual hate. It's become more positive now, but there was a time where I was almost afraid to post anything because people just yeah. wanted to jump on you. You know? How do you how do you deal with people who jump on you? Because you do yeah, get it all the time. I know. Like yeah. I'm lucky that like I don't get it like regularly, but people just love to correct you and love to be right, and that's something that I'm just like, oh, like have, take a day off. Like I could literally be talking about dogs trust, and like they could be like, yeah, well, did you know that? Blah blah blah. And I'm like, okay, stuff like that doesn't bother me because I'm like, you're obviously having a bad day, whatever. Yeah. But when someone kind of messages you and like target something that might be an insecurity about your appearance or they say they'll tag their friend and say oh my god the state of this outfit or whatever like <sighs> you know I'm just like I would never do that but also I'm not going to sit here and cry about it because I know that the job has a lot of perks I know it's fun I know I'm in a position where I'm lucky to do it so if that's the kind of stuff that I, is the downside I just have to take it on the chin but like I might go on my story and talk and be like oh lads do you know what whatever it didn't affect me you know but then Eamon will message me and be like are you okay because he'll kind of know that like yeah. Maybe I'm actually not okay about it, yeah. but it's hard because I struggle with not knowing how much of myself to really share online and how much to actually hold back because yeah. like, I don't know, there's some people who are really open and honest and they share their pregnancy journey, their birth, their partner, their boyfriend, the highs, the lows. And then when something happens, they just go quiet and you're yeah. like, have they broken up? Like, is she not well? What's going on? Because it's just too much to yeah, share. Is it too yeah. much to share? And then that's why I feel like I've never really posted much about a boyfriend like or anything like that because when it doesn't go well then where do you go do you, do you explain why you've broken up do you actually talk about it do you delete all the Unless photos serious, right? yeah, yeah so I don't know I think one day I'll probably just like 
people I'm be like <laughs> Holly's standing at the altar getting married now and even you she had a boyfriend but I don't know like it is weird it's a weird kind of do balancing wanna, I act I do want to get on to you all about that and mm. like privacy versus personal yeah. and pressure and everything but first of all what is your day to day like yeah my day to day I mean it's so so different and that's something that I have always struggled with like because I am in control of my kind of you know my timeline my day and everything like that so yeah so I have to be productive um because no one's going to crack the whip and tell me to be like that so you do need some discipline so I try to like you know get up early I've started doing boxing I find exercise is really good because obviously if you're in shape you feel confident you need confidence for the pictures that I do and all that kind of stuff and like when I let that slide like you know me like with the weekend of the gossies like (laughs) I was like I'm going out like go out of a great night take things too far you're dying with a hangover then you cancel the gym on Monday then you're like oh I don't know my week's gone yeah then your skin's gonna break out then you feel bloated and then you're just so like all that kind of stuff where if I worked in a nine-to-five office where no one really could see how I looked or if my appearance didn't affect my job then that wouldn't have affected my week as much as that did. So I'm still kind of like trying to be stricter on myself with stuff like that. But today, day to day, like I love kind of the night before a day, I'll always write a to-do list. So I wake up, I have my to-do list, respond to emails, go down to Slice, get a coffee, go to the gym and then change and get ready for whatever event is on that day. Like there might be a brand having a cool lunch somewhere, meet the girls, maybe text you to get an outfit picture outside, get that, be on to the agency, call into them and talk about maybe different collabs we're working on. You know, and just like it's it's kind of always different and there could be like a movie premiere that night or there could be another event or I could be getting simple things like getting my nails done, getting my hair done. Because obviously like that sounds so like it is enjoyable, but obviously I need to have, yeah, I need to that's, groom. That's what's such a weird thing. Yeah. I always try to explain this to people. It's like they actually have to get their hair done. They have to get facials. They have to. Yeah go to the gym and it's it's weird when that becomes your job it's so true because like I am like I feel sometimes like I have to look at myself like a product and obviously if I'm looking after my hair if my hair is glossy and shiny and healthy and I'm getting regular cuts and stuff then a company might come to me and go Holly would be a great fit for this she looks after her hair she's always getting curly blow dries let's do a collaboration with this hairdryer do you know what I mean so like there's everything is an opportunity and you kind of have to just look after yourself but that's weird also because then it's it's hard not to get obsessed with yourself yeah I, like, do you think <laughs> it's weird do you think the internet makes you more confident in that you put yourself out there or more self-conscious I don't know because I think like you know what I'm like I'll only shoot from one side of my face yeah. <laughs> like I'm a weirdo I'm like this is my good side even in pictures and like nobody else can see the difference I do also think like, you know I always say this to you where yeah you're like oh I don't like my face in that and I'm like you look great yeah because you I think when you spend every waking moment just looking at pictures of yourself or deciding what to post or mm. like worrying about how you look then you become so strict on yourself and you see every I know little like it's spot, weird every little like and things that people wouldn't even notice I know you because yourself like even say if I'm critic yeah I don't want to be like like that's why I love going to boxing because I'm so focused on what I'm doing I'm looking at the bag I'm I'm listening to the trainer I'm not looking in the mirror you know it's just completely taking me out of somewhere because if you're sitting getting a curly blow dry in front of a mirror you're staring at yourself if you're talking to your phone camera filming a story you're staring at yourself if you're taking a selfie for a product you're looking at yourself again you're doing your makeup you're looking in the mirror and I'm like I actually I'm getting sick of looking at myself <laughs> because you're just gonna kind yeah. of be too critical like that you know and I would never even want to like go on a negative rant about all of that because it's really good but that's when the discipline comes in and that's when I'm like right 
you clearly need to have a day where you just put your phone away maybe plan a bit of posts so like plan some content so that you know that it's there because you can get quite anxious as well if you're like okay, I have nothing to post today yeah. you know I haven't done enough and um, that's something that would always be in my mind like you're not doing enough you're not doing enough you're not doing enough and then you go on Instagram and somebody's got some cool deal or somebody's away again or yeah. somebody got the job that you wanted and it's just like it's hard to keep your the way you talk to yourself, it's hard to keep that positive. Yeah. You know, where that's when friends are really good going, look, you know, you win some, you lose some, back in the saddle, go do this, do that, you know, keep the positive. Sorry, I know every time you ask me a question, I go on a different tangent. <laughs> no, okay, so much to say. I, I have all of these written down. I yeah. don't know which one to start with. But you, when you're doing like photo shoots outside, mm-hmm. you noticeably don't give a fuck. You, like, yeah, you're so I really good don't. At, like we're just in the middle of the street and people are walking by and you more are annoyed at them for getting in the <laughs> shot versus like actually looking at you I know. and posing. But in terms of walking around chatting to your phone, do you ever get nervous or is that something you're self-conscious about? Um, I think I've gotten a bit better. Yeah. Like I'm aware that if I'm walking down the street filming myself talking away on Grafton Street, there will be an element of some people will be like, look at the state of her. Or like, you know. Yeah. And I know that, but I'm like, I actually have to get this done. So like to me, I just go, right, just focus on it, get it done, whatever. Like, and sometimes someone will drive by and beep or someone will shout something and you're just like, oh, for God's sake, start again. Like, and I, it's more than I'm thinking about it, like getting it done. And um, I think from doing all those random photo calls and shoots when I was younger, like being on Grafton Street or being in the middle of the road, like in a bridal gown, yeah, you just the don't care. Yeah, was so different back then. Yeah, it was yeah. so different. Yeah. So yeah but I, I mean some of my friends are definitely more carefree like you know Rob Kenny he'll yeah. literally talk to his phone anywhere he's like hey guys walking down the street and I can see people like turning around looking at him and he honestly has he mustn't have any peripheral vision because he just doesn't <laughs> care you know what I mean it's yeah. so funny but yeah I definitely care less now I mean caring about what people think of you is such a crippling thing and it's so hard to know how much you should care and how much you shouldn't care yeah so in like, an industry like this though it's like where all you do is like look at yourself and judge yourself yeah. then it becomes even harder to yeah. exactly and I think I forget that people get overwhelmed by situations like for the gossies I just walked up like in my outfit whatever they're like Holly you're next got on the carpet there's seven or eight photographers snapping away going look this way look that way hand to my hip got it done and like I was literally like okay and then I was like oh yeah there's your one I want to go talk to her and the moment was gone and I didn't think about it whereas some of my friends were like how do you go up and stand there on your own and in front of all of them and get that picture yeah. you're not self-conscious or nervous and when you feel good it's great you know even remember the vips when i arrived in that huge dress <laughs> like i was in the taxi going is this like what am i doing oh my I god love, i love that day this is like a mini story about that day but i had texted holly just before the vips and i was like do you want to get a photo outside before you go in yeah. and she's like yeah perfect like arriving in the taxi and when we arrive the, obviously the, the dress was a huge big purple dress huge statement and uh she walks out, photographers are like, go, 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 go. <laughs> but she saw me and knew that I was there to take her photo. And she did this cool thing where she like bent down in the dress and looked so nice in the sun. And I got the photo. And then just like, because I was at a weird angle, you stood back up and another photographer, someone from the press just goes, oh, Holly, can you just do that again? And you're like, no, I can't really in these shoes. And you walked away because <laughs> you knew that I had it for Yeah, you, I was so. like, guy has an exclusive there. <laughs> Sorry, hon, no. I just thought it was funny. Yeah, was like, that is you. so funny. I love that. Like, and I love, you know, that was a terrifying moment, but also it was hilarious. Yeah. And also like, I was not in a great place back then. Mm-hmm. And it, that's what me and Eamon laugh about. Like I'd been booted off, was it dance, was it Dancing with Stars yeah. then? Yeah, booted off Dancing with Stars, after I stopped training, I was like going out loads, gained loads of weight, felt like a blimp. And then I was like, I'm going to wear a giant dress. And I was like, okay. But like when we look back at it now, it was like the making of me because 
it brought like it, it gave me an excuse to be in and out of Eamon's loads that week for all the fittings he was by my side it's a picture that I'll never kind of I'll look back at and be like yeah. that was an amazing moment and it just cheered me up loads so like the industry can boost kind of the confidence, boost your week, confidence your yeah friend. when you're yeah. not feeling great you know when people are constantly in, interested mm-hmm. in you is there a pressure to constantly deliver to the same standard um maybe yeah like that's why I that's something I do struggle with and like some days I'm like do you know what I'd love to just go on Instagram and have the chats and I'll do a q and I'll chat to everyone I'll be really honest and I'll talk about it and then other days I'm like I don't even want to talk about anything yeah. and I think that's just normal with everyone mm-hmm. but um like if I I would never message someone and be like, so your new house, you're buying or did you rent or what are you doing? Are you living with anyone? Do you have a boyfriend? Like, you know, are you, you know, what, what do you yeah. eat in a day? Where did you get your dress? It's constant questions. Yeah. So like there is a lot, like you could go on and talk about anything and you'll get a million messages about different things. And there's certain things that people are interested in. Like I, people are so interested in the fact that I'm single because I think a lot of girls in the industry now they're either engaged, married, they've babies, they've a boyfriend, they've got date night and stuff like that. And then I'm like, am I just this crazy bitch who goes out with all the gays all the Everyone time in the George? <laughs> like, no, they they honestly ask me so many times. You'd swear I had a third leg. It was that interesting. They're like, oh my God, and you're like, you're single. Like, why are you single? And how long have you been single? And, yeah. you know, are you actually seeing anyone? Like, are you a lesbian? Or like, honestly, <laughs> the amount of questions I get. I'm like, I would just never ask that stuff. But again, it comes with this. Yeah. So... I mean, I don't really have much of a problem talking about it, but it can be tough. Like, say I was actually seeing someone for like four months or something. And when it ended, I was just like, oh, that's a bit of a shame because like, we'd been friends when we were younger and it didn't end the best way. And then when I get questions like, oh, are you single and all? And I'm like, oh. it kind of gets you. Yeah, yeah, it gets me a bit because I'm just like, yeah. yes, Susan, I fucking am. Okay. <laughs> but also there's points where like I know that you've been out on a date, but it's, it's not a thing like it's not yeah. it's so you can't then say like imagine the boy saw that and you're like oh kind of got something yeah. going on like it's just it's a whole unless it becomes something serious it's a whole different part yeah. of your life and that's yeah. why i'm kind of like in terms of the ideal man or the ideal thing i'm kind of like do i want someone who is so far removed from this industry that they like don't even understand it they don't want to be in pictures whatever that would be kind of handy but also it'd be nice to have someone who gets it and they're like do you want me to take a picture of that do you want me to come to that with you and they're kind yeah. of proud of me and they they see value in what i do so it's hard to actually meet yeah, the right Lisa person jordan's husband isn't on social media yeah and that's really nice yeah it's just it's like refreshing kids yeah. are but he isn't and yeah maybe that's a good escape for her as well though. i think so yeah. too i mean i've been in situations i remember i was going out with someone who's way older than me and he was like so basically you're just going to take selfie and get paid for it and I felt oh. like, I was like, excuse me. I was like, no, I'm working with a brand, la, la, la. And I kind of felt a bit like defeated by that. I was like, yeah. don't, you know, I was like, so I would like someone who kind of gets what I do, but also they're not there like, oh my God, let's do a boomerang together. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like repulsed by that. <laughs> yeah, you're, as soon as they're into it, you're like, no. Yeah, literally, I have such a switch. I'm like, okay, no, sorry, bye. As soon as you're chasing them. But just on that, like the, mm. will you talk us through because I think a lot of people don't understand that. Mm. People think, in general, influencing, being an influencer is you take a picture, cash a check, take a picture, cash a check. Yeah. Uh, talk like, so let's say you something. Do you have to take a photo, you have to take a static and maybe mm-hmm. a few stories. Like, talk through the whole process. How does that start? So maybe someone contacts your agency, yeah. Versify. Uh-huh. And then that's when the whole brief comes together. Mm. And it's great when you're working with a brand, like say if it's Coca-Cola, they have a really young PR team. It's one of the biggest PR companies in Ireland. They totally get it. They work with influencers all the time. And it, the brief is just black and white. And they're like, they're kind of like, 
also flexible if I say you know what I kind of wouldn't would rather take it here you know meet me halfway they're really like that but then there's other companies that have never worked with influencers this is a big thing for them so there is a lot more to and fro and that's when why it's so handy having Versify because the girls in there deal with all that and for they, me they filter out yeah exactly and don't I don't do. it's kind of an element of good cop bad cop too because then I don't feel bad saying I'm not comfortable with that they'll say we don't think it's a good fit for Holly so it's <laughs> the fact you just yeah I'm like, like no, no way so yeah that is really nice yeah. because you know for me it's just about keeping it fun organic authentic honest and just my yeah. voice so that's when it's it's like that so even with a clothing company as long as I can pick the outfit yeah. you know and have some say um but yeah it all kind of comes together like that and like I said before there's so much I turned down I, I literally got approached by a wheelbarrow company I'm not joking wheelbarrows <laughs> they're like we just think it'd be really cool if Holly had a wheelbarrow and she's just doing some gardening can you, you imagine your garden? <laughs> <laughs> my garden has fake grass garden's about the size yeah, of like a I shoe. couldn't lie down it? yeah no you couldn't um so like that's when I could have gone do you know what that's an easy bit of money like I'll just yeah. take it in my parents garden pretend I'm doing some gardening I'm not going to do that. Do you know, people would yeah. see straight through it. It would stand out so much on my feed that that's just me doing something for money. And that's when you lose followers, you lose your your trust in your following. And also other brands would go, what's she at? We're not yeah, going to book her for that. The influencer game is quite long-term. It's, it's quite, so long-term. Don't take a shortcut. Don't take... Yeah. Uh, quick cash job no, because exactly. you will be called out for it and that'll be the death of you that yeah. is so true and that's why I love long term partnerships because you can see like let's do a six month contract where we're working together on this and it's every month because sometimes things they want it so fast and like say today's Monday someone might be like oh we've a bit of budget left let's do something for Valentine's Day and Friday let's try and get it really quick and like you can just go do you know what I actually don't know if this is going to work um, so it is about thinking about the long term game but then also like that can be hard too when say like I've just moved into a new house I've got so much going on and I'm like oh it'd be so nice to just have that money then I could get you know this bits and that get bits yeah. for the house but also then you know you have to just think no stay true to yourself yeah. and so the right thing will come I suppose also your followers if you're on a if you're on a regular with someone obviously this is a stupid yeah. example but if you're like constantly working with, with Pepsi it would make more sense than like this week she's with Pepsi next week she's with Coca-Cola yeah. next week and, and like, it's like they're literally the biggest competitors so you're like being a hypocrite so when you have a long-term partnership it's like at least you're sticking with yeah. one brand and that's why it can be hard with things like beauty products because I would naturally try out loads of different products like mm -hmm. there's probably five different bronzers in my makeup bag that I use and that I love and then there's one mascara that I've been using since I was 18 or there's something else I've tried and I've actually liked so you're kind of like it's great to try loads of things but there are some influencers I've seen and they're like hey guys this is my favourite tan I love it so much yeah. literally two weeks later they're like this is my favourite tan and they're holding a different product and you're like do you actually like that tan? Are you even using that tan? Is that the tan in your static because it looks a bit different? So you have to just make sure that like yeah. you are staying true How to yourself. How often do you think that people stretch their morals in like what they'll recommend? Like, how many times do you reckon they say the products I use are mm. my favorite or product I believe in and it isn't something that they believe in? I mean, I know that it... Like, not with you because no, you're yeah. just in the industry in general. I know that it happens and I think like maybe two years ago it would have been rife. I think people were definitely doing that. They just weren't actually that careful or they didn't care too much but it's all kind it's it's all kind of tightened up loads now and there's the asai guidelines and people know that their followers are smart and quick and everyone online is so 
in tune now with what's organic and like I think people would be terrified to do that people are a lot more aware yeah like there's been girls going on being like I love this tan and like you know that they were just away and they actually got a real tan and like you know it's the pictures filtered and the picture looks way more filtered than their story like people aren't thick and I think the minute you treat your followers like they're not intelligent that's just disrespectful (laughs) do you know what I mean I'm like you have to respect them as much as you expect them to respect you there is you're you're, you're right there is a bit of a a transparency movement Mm -hmm. into it all over the internet um, and the hashtags like gifted, sponsored. Yeah, exactly. Ad. What is the difference between all of them? Um, so if I if I got a parcel through the door now, and I'm so lucky because all my parcels go to Eamon's studio. <laughs> He's so good, he minds them all for me. So it could be like a hamper from a chocolate company. Something and, you're not expecting. Yeah, and that's completely gifted. The Pure Company are taking the chance that I might like the product and share it, but they're not paying me, so I you don't have to. Yeah, to so the minute yeah. there's anything kind of... If the minute there's a brief or cash exchange or money exchange, then that is hashtag ad. Um, and then you can, we're actually not obliged, I don't think in Ireland to say gifted. I think that's actually a UK requirement, but a lot right. of people here are just doing it because just, just to, to be honest the odd time. Yeah. It, but sometimes yeah. I think if I'm opening a big press package and it's all branded and stuff, that's obviously a gift. Do you know what I mean? Um, but like the amount of stuff that I get that I'm like, you know, out of loyalty, I'm not I don't use that shampoo like everyone knows I have great lengths hair extensions so there's certain shampoos I physically can't use yeah. so I'm like thanks a million but like you know you have to be smart too because the PR company that have sent you a hamper of a new gluten-free cereal they might have also hired you for something last month that was like completely unrelated it was a clothing thing but you want to keep them happy and you actually like the cereal so you're like looking forward to trying this whatever yeah. but I think I'm not really that interested in watching people open posts on their stories going, love this, love that, going to try this, going to do that. I, d- I don't know. I just don't find it that interesting. So yeah. I went on my story, the odd time I'll put something up and be like, this is actually really cool or it's a cool idea. Like during the week, I got something from Cadbury's and they had included a really funny story of something that happened with me and my dad in the letter. So it was, it was yeah, individualized. It was personalized yeah. and all that. Or sometimes I'll get a gift the from my effort. dogs. Yeah, they'll be like Hope, Toby and Juno, like this little yeah. like handkerchief for their collars or something. And then it's so nice that they've put some thought into it that I'm obviously going to put it on my story, yeah. you know? Whereas other ones can be quite pushy. Like there was a time when all this was new and PR companies be like, did you get the package we sent you? Like, are you going to post it? Like, when are you going to put that up? And I'm like, oh, no, I'm not. Probably never, yeah. hun. Like, because you're really- I know there was, I know as well, it's like sometimes, like when people go over the top, you're like, oh, well, like this is actually a really yeah. nice gesture. But some people are a bit like lowbrow what they give you. I remember someone, I'm not going to, absolutely not going to name them, but somebody sent you a voucher and it was for like a fiver or a yeah, tenner. No. And you just gave it to me being like, there's no way I'm giving I them know. a share. It's like, yeah. it just, I don't know, it was so like, well, we could, like they could have, they could have done something yeah I know it's so bizarre and like I have friends who work in that side of things and they're impure and they are on the other side of things where they just really are hoping that someone will share something with their product and like I get that you know but they're just sending it to everyone hoping like 10 will buy it yeah exactly but it's nice as well because you're in a position where you can actually help out young Irish companies and I Mm -hmm. love that like I might have put up something like you know, like I was putting something up about cooking and looking for healthy sauces. And this woman who's making sauces literally in her kitchen and has just started a company and she's traveling around different food markets was like, can I please send you this? If you if you like it, post about it. If you don't, don't, it's fine. And then I can actually be like, guys, this is unreal. It's launching in Super Value next week. It's so nice. And if I like it, then it's nice because I feel like I've benefited because I've tried something new that I'm going to buy again. The company has benefited because they got a shout out. So it's really nice like in that kind of way. But the minute someone is pushy, in life whether it's like a business opportunity or a relationship or anything if I feel pressure from someone I just retreat and I'm like I'm not going to do it then do you know yeah absolutely I read this thing online and it was like 
it was quite obviously it was it was an influencer who said it but it was quite clever they said every time you see a hashtag ad that's me paying my mortgage every time you see hashtag sponsored that's me working towards my beach house like it's yeah. like uh like he, they said i want the next generation to realize that it's respectable to make money advertising products you believe in and if influencing is my job it would be irresponsible not to inform my audience audience that they can pursue careers that are untraditional in the same way yeah that is, is so like, true that's a lovely way it's, it's a different perspective on it yeah like all the time people just give hate about showing ads and stuff but at the same time like there's, there's ads nothing everywhere seedy about it's, it yeah like they're not there's nothing bizarre about advertising it's been yeah. around for centuries like it's you, just a new medium of exactly. it exactly yeah. and if i was a brand what i love is like if i had a love lift billboard on grafton street there's no proof i can't see any insights of how many people have looked at that how many people have read it how many people have gone to the love lift website because they've seen that billboard how many people bought a product because they saw that billboard yeah. whereas if i share a swipe up link to one of my handbags i can see so many tens of thousands of people watched it like this like the percentage of people that were interested the, and, and how many that, sales how many converted and, and i can sales. give that to someone and go this is why it was worth you paying me that amount and that's what i love that versify do after we've done a brief after everything's gone up they'll take my insights they'll count up all of the views all of the swipe up links all they'll of the do sales the reports. they'll do the complete reports yeah. and go back and go this was the cost per sale and like brands would never get that feedback from an, a printed ad or yeah. and that's why i can get that like there's, that there's a bit of, of rivalry 50% of advertising works but we don't know which 50 percent. yeah exactly yeah. and there is a bit of kind of rivalry between traditional journalists sometimes and then influencers and I remember at the start when influencers were starting to get invited to press events and all that, there was a bit of like, oh, who are all these bloggers? Like, what are they doing yeah. here taking selfies? And yeah. like, you know, you kind of had to take that on the chin, but you kind of go, like, I deserve to be here just as much as you. It's a form of journalism. Yeah, that came up the other day. You were saying that it's at least this year, last year, like every year on year, it's become more normal for whenever it is like a business opening or product launch or mm -hmm. like a lunch that you're yeah. invited to, not obligated to go, but just invited to that. It'll be half journalists, half influencers. Yeah. And this, the journalists are now just more used to the fact that the influencers yeah, are there. And it's exactly. Like, it's like, almost, oh, go on, let yeah, them in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, it's funny because I remember like the first time there was a blogger at the front row of New York Fashion Week. It was actually in, it was a newsworthy story. There's like a blogger was given a front row seat at Fashion Week. Yeah. Like, oh my God, how outrageous. And now the whole front row is basically huge bloggers and influencers and everything. And there's people yeah. I follow online, like Lydia Millen, who's a huge blogger. And I yeah. actually got to shoot a campaign for H&M with her. And I was, I didn't know much about her before it. And then I was completely starstruck when I saw she was there with an assistant and she works with huge beauty brands and her house is beautiful. And she's such a hard worker. <laughs> and then it's like that thing, you know, where people were saying like, oh, you're an influencer. You're just, and it's like, it's a hard job. It's, yeah, it's, it's it a, a job, job. People but people don't not, think it's a job. It's you're just, a weird hours. It's like working for yourself. It's, it's very different, but it's, it yeah. is a job. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I'm not pretending that I'm saving lives. Do you know, I'm not saying I'm a heart surgeon. Like yeah. it's not there. Every job comes with its own kind of sacrifices and its own pressures. And that's why I'm very like, I don't like to go on and complain on stories because you know, people will think that you live such a privileged life doing what you do that you should have no right to complain. But everyone has their struggles and everyone has the highs and lows it's of their career. Well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you take a lot of knocks. You, ta you take a lot of like really great moments too, but it is a career and it's a job. And I think in the last probably only two years or last year, it's kind of starting to be taken more seriously. Um, and it's, I think as influencers on a whole in Ireland, say there's a hundred of us, we have a responsibility to keep it all organic and keep it positive because if 10 influencers like start messing around and they're not putting hashtag ad and they're not, that's going to affect me as well. It's going to yeah. affect my friends because brands are not going to, they're going to lose trust in the, the whole process. you want to go into. Yeah, exactly. I so, suppose you're right though. It's just kind of the same in journalism, but people 
don't seem to think of it the same way in that back when even now like when they invite journalists to a press event there's journalists from different publications that have different standards and yeah. like they invite the Irish Times and they're like oh maybe they'll run a piece they invite the sun and they will run a piece and like yeah it'll be word for word the press release whereas the others will write it themselves so like there's different people and it's kind of like that with yeah the, for the most part the influences are becoming like a higher standard you mm-hmm. working towards like not just taking the cheap like oh just exactly. do this because they're paying me or just do this but yeah people forget that publications uh, like advertising has always happened in that form as well exactly. there's, there's some that you can trust some reviews you can trust and other reviews like it was clearly just given yeah. to them yeah. and like if you don't like what someone posts or you don't like their brand don't follow them yeah. like I'm not going to follow a blogger who writes about golf and you know I'm just I'm not interested I'm not going to troll them and say oh my god like why are you writing about golf just I'm not going to follow it's them their thing yeah, yeah like do live your best life whatever <laughs> do you know <laughs> but like I think as well like people forget if there's a one hour event and it's a brunch event it's for a watch company like you have to think to yourself right that is from 11 till 12 what am I going to wear am I going to book guy am I going to get a picture before and after what's the weather like I need to make sure that I get a picture I need to make sure I meet the girl from the PR company and thank her for inviting me I need to meet with the girls and see and see if they'll help me get whatever make sure I give them a business card because they work for it's it's like you go in and they those kind of things can actually be quite draining because you're so on you're so on yeah you're also like I need a new outfit for today uh, you get the outfit for that event get me in then yeah. I send them to you then you post it like it's exactly and then I'm yeah this. and yeah. there's probably a back and forth with the agency at the time yeah. about a different thing that's going on I'm always checking up on Love Lift and how the sales are going there I might have to write my column later yeah. that day or like and then the endless beauty treatments that take <laughs> to the maintenance that keep me going and it's so funny because like I mean I don't know it's like I don't know what people sometimes I don't really know what people want either yeah yeah so that's always changing you know you were saying there earlier about just the exact insights and stuff and mm-hmm. seeing exact things do you think it gets to a bit much if it's a numbers game yeah it can, so you're just constantly reading like yeah. numbers and then one gets less and you think that can, oh. yeah I think that it can definitely affect you a little bit if something that you expect to do really well just doesn't get that many likes and that's why I thought it was an interesting move for Instagram to remove being able to see likes and I actually think that has helped me not compare myself to people so much. Yeah, do you think that's a good thing? I think it's a good thing because, yeah, I think it's a great yeah thing. like when I see other influencers, I'm like, holy crap, like she gets so many likes on her outfit posts and I don't get that many. And now I can't see. So I decide I'd mind, grand, I don't need to do. Because yeah. like I am quite bad for comparing myself to other people. But um, I think, yeah, you just can't like, I mean, my story views are double today what they were on Thursday. And that's just the algorithm, I think. Yeah. Because I just genuinely think people didn't see my story because there was nothing outrageous yeah. up like this the- is a weird perspective and it's something that i think never gets talked about mm. but it was something we were talking about maybe a few months ago it's that it's not about the numbers or anything but when you're an influencer and when it's your job to do this versify will be like to a brand well holly usually gets x thousand yeah. views or like this kind of engagement so then when just through no fault of your own the algorithm fucks with you and you don't get like you post an ad that day or you do something that day with a brand and it doesn't get the views yeah. you thought it would and then suddenly they're like getting after you being like, oh, why didn't it get exactly. that? Like, is, it, is that ever a problem? Yeah, like that's what kind of, like that's what kind of um, stresses me out a little bit because say if I've just posted a job, I'm quite bad for then going on and refreshing it and seeing the likes and going back and going, is there much comments? Like, what's the engagement? Yeah. Like when you just have to go with it and it's posted then, you just have to leave it. But like there have been times where like the likes just haven't been as high as I expected or the insights aren't as great. And, you know, especially in the beginning where maybe I didn't really know what I was doing. 
Um, but like verse five always reminded me that I've, they've never ever had a complaint after you've done after something. something. Like, and I'm really lucky in Touchwood that that never happens. They've yeah. never had someone Good. go back and go, "We're really unhappy with what Holly did," because we always make sure that every I is dotted and everything is completely mm-hmm. agreed before it goes up. But um, yeah, like there's definitely been times where I've gone, "Oh my god, that's weird. It didn't get that many likes." And then like just only because you might have promised them. Yeah, exactly. So you have to, like, I think it's important with the wording. You're like, this is what she usually gets. This is the window. But I remember there was something happened a few weeks ago or something when they changed the algorithm and everyone was like texting each other going is it is it just me or like are your story views really low today and when they reply being like yeah no I don't know what's going on then you know it's not just you yeah you know because you can be like nobody cares about me anymore do you ever think that it's a bit scary that maybe your eggs are in one basket and that it's like oh yeah like like if Instagram just went away that's why yeah that's why I'm really glad that I'm in print media as well well. and like there's different things I do like travel writing for the independent is something I love doing and that's something that like my auntie and my granny have done like it's nice that it's something in the family and I will definitely be starting a podcast this year that's a goal of mine yeah like a hundred percent good I like I love just chatting obviously um and then I've got love lift so yeah the thought of like waking up tomorrow and Instagram just not being a thing anymore yeah that is quite terrifying because a lot of us rely on it a lot and I love Instagram but you have to be prepared for that I read I heard an interesting perspective which was that because Facebook's become so saturated mm. and it's become kind of pay to play on Facebook in terms of like organic reach has gone through the floor and they yeah. just like everything is like boost this, boost yeah. that. And now that Instagram has become saturated, it's become this kind of same thing. And this is a cynical view because obviously for mental health, it's unbelievable that they've removed likes. People are saying that should yeah. remove followers. But because you can no longer as, a, well, like there's different ways of doing it, working it out, but because mm. you can no longer just glance at someone's engagement, yeah, then you don't know their insights. Yeah. So people think that Instagram are going to start up their own agency so that you yeah. come to them as a brand being like can I have I need to promote with like girls this age and they'll like suggest influencers because they know the insights yeah, and that other true. people don't which is yeah it's like a whole other cynical side of like if it only Instagram knows and they're the only agency to go through to get now well, anything yeah. could happen like yeah. I never expected them to remove likes or anything like that yeah. you know they can do whatever they want but that's why like brands have every right if they're going to spend money with on me and with me they've every right to ask me first what's your engagement like yeah. because I have had friends who own products and have asked influencers for their insights and they've just replied no oh, <laughs> like because they just don't want to send them like they might have bought so suspicious 100,000 followers from Brazil yeah. and I'm like if you send your insights and 80% of your following is from Brazil what's the point in an Irish company working with you yeah not like, get any I know for that. a fact like 74% of my following is female so obviously it's worth for beauty brands to follow me. But then yeah. I know girls and they're the kind of girls who have fab feeds where they're like in bikinis, they're in the gym squatting and their bodies are insane. But it's all men. But 80% of yeah. following could be lads. <laughs> yeah. So what's the point in doing a tan yeah, collaboration when they're not going to buy it? Um, earlier you, you mentioned your brand Love Lift. Mm-hmm. What's it like running your own brand? Did you start that because you just wanted to have another thing or was it I actually really want to sell handbags yeah like well when I was in college I was doing textiles so I always came from a design background I always loved art and designing and I loved jewelry um and I kind of wasn't sure when I left college because I had to leave like I was like I can either stay and do the four years it's a five day a week course from nine till four like I'm not going to be able to model or I can take this leap of faith and just try this whole career so the fact that I was able to then start a company kind of made me really happy and made me realize it was worth it and you know so I might not have the degree but I have love lift I got there in the end Um, and I always wanted to have my own company and you know so when I was in Berlin I got a random tattoo of a hot air balloon 
and like it made no sense at the time yeah like there was no need for me to do that <laughs> were you drunk no she wasn't which is the weirdest thing um but i well, like, like you. yeah well i did have a heart on its own and then i didn't like i kept seeing people with heart tattoos and i was like i need to get it changed into something else so i just asked him to change it into a hot air balloon and then I was approached by a distributing company and they were like, do you want to launch a candle range? And I was like, I love candles, but let's actually do jewellery. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but no. So I went with a whole like spreadsheet, yeah. like a, you know, a big thing of like, let's call it Love Lift. This is going to be the logo. My tattoo can be the logo. I want like the necklaces and like to actually see how it all came about. I wish I'd filmed the whole process because it took From a year. Yeah. yeah. And like then to see that like the best selling necklace is my tattoo and there's girls wearing hot air balloon necklaces. That's because I got a random tattoo of hot air balloon in Berlin one day. It's like so it's, weird it's way. so weird yeah. the way things happen. Um, and obviously there's highs and lows with it. Like you might bring something out within the company that you think is going to be unreal. It's going to do really well. And then it just doesn't sell for some reason yeah. or another. Or you might get a stockist that say we had a great time, but we've got a different brand this year that we're going to push. So you lose a stockist or, you know, and like that's. And I just... know you've had different times like in the past year where you've mm. just been up and down about your focus on it just yeah. because you've had other things going exactly. on. Exactly. Like when I did Dancing with yeah. the Stars, it completely took the eye off the ball with Love Lift. And like, yeah. I'll admit that. Um, and even just things like keeping the Love Lift Instagram going and keeping all that, like you do have to just... On top of your own Yeah, thing. on top yeah. of my own thing. And then also balancing just not having my head in my phone every single yeah. hour of the day, you know, and trying mm. to, to keep that side of things going where I'm present with my friends and family too. Yeah. Um, so like, yeah, it's a lot of, of... Do you have any big ideas for where you'd take Love Lift in the future? Yeah, I have like in my mind, I have a whole vision of where I see it going and growing. And like it was, it's over two years now since I launched it and I think that the trends are changing and you know like I never actually knew that I was going to bring handbags out with Love Lift and they're doing really well thank god you know and I, I love the fact that I can bring something that's I feel is unique and really good value and it's you know it's affordable because I get to work with expensive brands too but like for like most of us we love to buy something where we know God, that was a bargain I was and, so surprised when I first came mm-hmm. across Love Lift how affordable it was and yeah. most people actually said that to me in passing like people who also follow you yeah um, yeah it's like I it's, love the that price range is so much less yeah literally than like the cheapest yeah. thing is 8 euro and the most expensive thing is 35 euro yeah so like to be able to buy handbags card holders robes jewellery and nothing is going to cost you like over 35 euro do you know like I love that and like that's what we love to see <laughs> do you know what I mean we love yeah, affordable absolutely. fashion and like it's nice because obviously my logo is on everything and just to see that sometimes just yeah. still gets me so excited but there's still like you said like I still constantly feel a bit like shit I'm not doing enough with it like and but it's so much it's like it's running another business as a whole there's so yeah. much time behind the scenes as I know well. yeah forget about it. and like the positive side of like being an influencer is that a lot of the girls in the industry have been really supportive like Lynn Kelly always wears her love lift bag she brings it to events she does little pictures with it she tells people about love lift and like I couldn't I couldn't afford to get Lynn to do like a load of the amount of stories and statics she's done with my products she's been so sweet like and that's actually so I'm so grateful for that and I know if she brought something out like you help each other out like obviously if you know one of the girls does a collaboration with So Sue and there's a highlighter kit or somebody does something you're always going to share it and support them and that's really nice I don't think people expect the the amount of support that goes on amongst amongst all the girls yeah Yeah. like I think it's really positive and I'm not best friends with all the influencers you know like I have my friends you know and I think 
think not everyone probably really gets on or like I don't know everyone does kind of get on but like it's like if you put 50 people in a room you're not going to click with all yeah, of the them the dynamics are different and yeah, I know that at some exactly. events you're like oh I'm hoping that these people are yeah, here yeah sometimes you'll be like yeah. yeah you'll ask as well you'll be like can you put me beside Rob yeah. Kenny <laughs> or something because you <laughs> or know if you're booked for a photo shooter for uh, like a partnership that you yeah. want it to be someone you're friends with so yeah. you don't have to fake it you don't I love like, that oh, yeah I'm just with my best friend yeah because like, recently they were like yeah. is there anyone that you get on with and Nadia Daily Self who's a travel blogger was like well me and Holly are friends and then we did a whole collaboration together and then I've done stuff with like James Cavanaugh it's been hilarious I've done travel trips with yeah. Rob because they know that like it's going to be so easy to bounce off each other and bring out each other's personality because you're genuinely and that's friends way more real yeah it yeah. doesn't like it doesn't make sense if you see two influences that you've never seen in the same room and they're on a trip together (laughs) you're like what yeah so it comes back it always comes back to being like organic yeah Mm. absolutely um do you ever worry about showing too much of yourself online yeah where do you draw the line i know you're talking about earlier Mm. with relationships but between public and private and like you've just moved into a new house and i know that you were saying like we should do photos here but not at the front door and just like where where is that line Uh, yeah i think it's just like i think some of it just comes down to being smart like the front door thing I'm not going to tell people my exact address and take loads of pictures outside my house because like just for like you know that's just being smart but then when it comes to personal things like it's very hard these days not to offend anyone and if you're talking about something like body image mental health you know everyone has their own journey but you've I'd be terrified I'd say something wrong that people are going to say well Holly thinks that this is the right way to go by things so like that's where it's kind of scary but you also don't want to be like reading from a script of guidelines you can only talk speak your own truth like and there's definitely been things where I've gone through stuff and I'm like I don't know if I would even share that like Mm. like I remember like one year I was I was on antidepressants before and like at the time I never talked about it because I was like I don't feel comfortable talking about it but it wasn't until after the fact that I wasn't on them anymore I learned what I thought about them and whatever and then I kind of mentioned it and I was like yeah like I've I went through that and they helped me they kind of don't help some people always talk to your doctor see how you feel because I'm not going to go well this is what I think they're shite or like they're yeah. amazing everyone go on them yeah. because like it's such a personal thing yeah. and like that's why sometimes even with breakups like I, n- I don't talk about them at the time but then I can kind of go well I've been there I've had a breakup and like this is what got, th- got me yeah. through so I think it's about timing because sometimes things are too raw and they're yeah. too like you're in the moment and I think if I ever went on and talked about stuff at the time I'd probably look back now and regret it because you, you can't take something back once you've put it in writing or yeah, once you've spoken it about there. it and then also like people think that you're automatically going to be comfortable talking about that all the time where you might have just had a day where you're like do you know what I'm going to talk about this yeah and it's, it's hard yeah. because when every questionnaire you do someone someone else unfortunately is going through things yeah and it's if you're dealing with it at the moment you don't want to necessarily also talk about no. it and I think yeah. there's girls like Faces by Grace and Rosie Connolly and they've all been quite open about the fact that they have had to just take a little break from Instagram now and then even Suzanne Jackson who's a complete powerhouse like she has come on <laughs> yeah. and said guys I actually haven't been on much because the last week's just been really bad and I just don't even want to talk about it but I'm back and I'm feeling good so just taking that time is so important yeah. and like even with me and Amy and like his his industry like because he's obviously a dress designer and a lot of his bookings come through Instagram he's working with the UK he dresses celebrities over there he also has to like pull back from his phone too because he could get someone going that dress is hideous yeah or whatever like you know and he gets so much positivity online because he's so talented but I have to kind of keep an eye on him and go look you're literally buried in your phone 
just put it down for an hour let's go for a walk yeah, and he, he go, does the same for me yeah. yeah and that's why I'm really glad that like so many of my friends are in the industry I'd say my closest friends are actually in the industry because they, they totally get it and we we get like I'd never if, if something affected him I'd never brush it off and be like oh so what like you're gonna cry because you didn't get so many likes in your picture which is the attitude some people probably have but I would understand that it's it's more than that you put your heart in so there's so much else going on it's not yeah. actually about the likes it's more just like the dress he made he spent months on yeah. and then the fact that it didn't get the recognition the fact that or it he's got like, hate or, exactly yeah. yeah and like I think like the weirdest thing was I watched Taylor Swift's documentary on um, Netflix and I was just blown away by it I never really was a fan of her and she just talked about the immense pressure and she talked about how she was raised to like feel that being told you're good and being congratulated would always make her happy so she always wanted to be good yeah. and then she wanted like her song to be number one she wanted her outfit to be best dressed she wanted her followers to be the biggest on Instagram and Everything it was so much and like even though like I'm not comparing myself to Taylor Swift <laughs> but like at all but like I was just could completely relate to it like you can just go God how is she actually like and then she's talking, you get in that tunnel yeah. mindset of absolutely everything has and to go and she just said I was, I just felt I was never going to be skinny enough never talented enough never stylish enough never like should I be outspoken should I be quiet and just the fact that like that I would feel that on such a small scale compared to her, but I'm like, I actually get it. Mm-hmm. So that's why whatever industry you're in, it's always nice to have people in the same industry as you because you can lean on each other and help each other. Yeah. Um. But I actually, like if anyone hasn't seen it, definitely watch it because it's just like, whoa, how is she still going? Like she had so yeah. much hate. I think Taylor Swift is cancelled was trending on Twitter. Um, I think that's yeah, the I hashtag. That, yeah. yeah. And she was like, do you know how many people have to physically hate you in order for that to be yeah. trending on Twitter? She's like, people were like, I want her to die. I was like, oh my God, I get upset if someone yeah. said that like, they didn't like my highlighter. Yeah. And there's people <laughs> there giving yeah. her death threats. I know, it's crazy. It's mad. I think there's an entrepreneur called Gary Vee who's oh, like, he's him, a yeah. Bit, yeah, he's cool, but he's a bit obviously over the top in some areas. Mm. But the one thing I really like is his attitude towards haters. And it's, it's that people you shouldn't retaliate with them because you he he promotes being empathetic with yeah. haters and empathetic with people who give death threats because like how low the way he puts it is how low do you have to be in your life to go online and viciously take someone else down it's yeah like he feels so bad for any of those people who comment on that because it's like they must be really going through something that is so true so you just like have to just completely ignore them because it's like yeah there's no point in fighting with them because they like you just feel bad even worse for them yeah like, i mean who it does is that? true who goes in line and or yeah at taylor swift's level like people will be sending her letters like there's death yeah, yeah exactly like i don't actually get that much negativity and also i'm not gonna cry about the fact that everyone has their own opinion if someone doesn't like my outfit that's fine yeah. personally i wouldn't go and write on someone's picture i really don't like your dress i just maybe wouldn't like the picture yeah. but that's just me but i think the one time in the last few years that i actually got quite a bit of hate was when I was eliminated from Dancing with the Stars and my facial reaction was just like I was clearly pissed off um, but that's like my face is like an open book like you can like it was a natural you'd been working it was, practicing I know, training and, like, and you could vote it off uh, yeah, literally, to smile like, I didn't oh, want to do yeah. the whole smiling and all and like you were, you were f- upset like, and like my friends were yeah. like laughing because they're like that's classic you and I still <laughs> said thanks to everyone I still said but I turned around and I was like I'm absolutely gutted like I want to still be here I would love to win like and I'm always just thinking that like you're better off being honest and yeah. then there was people going she's so ungrateful look at her standing there how dare she and I'm like so you're one minute you're telling people that you should be real and be yourself and be honest and be open about your feelings the minute someone has a reaction that you think is wrong who the hell are you to tell me how my face should look yeah like i'm sorry you know like moira from west cork calm your tits <laughs> like what <laughs> it's such a double standard though because there's a big thing online about 
yes, it's like people want to tune in, even if they're having a bad day, to see happiness. And there's kind of probably a yeah. pressure amongst influencers and celebrities to just be happy all the time. Because mm. kind of almost people watch stories as an escape. Yeah. But then people say, oh, it's like you can't be happy all the time. It's so fake. Like, come, like, talk about your struggles and whatever. I know. But then people, like, disengage as well when people are upset it's like oh i don't really want to see this yeah. or you're being so negative or that's why it's, like, it's so hard to know what people yeah, it's want so hard to know what people want yeah, yeah i know it's really weird and like i remember when i got the opportunity to go away on a cruise with rob and it was absolutely incredible <laughs> and like it was the best week of my life we're like in the caribbean in jamaica like all these amazing places and i get where if someone's in tuesday yeah. uh, in tuesday someone's in work on a tuesday it's raining yeah. they're like whatever the last thing they want me is to see me splashing around in the sea like with drinking from a pineapple do you know they're probably like for god's sake and i get that too and i'm conscious yeah. of that and but like also that's something that where a lot of my hard work brought me to the point where i got to do that so why should i be yeah they don't yeah. come around so i'm not gonna go actually i'm not gonna go on the cruise in case people think that i'm a bit stuck up of course i'm gonna go on the cruise like <laughs> do you know what I mean? the videos for that cruise were so <laughs> it was funny. the most outrageous week oh my god um Last question: How many uh, marriage proposals do you get every day from weirdos? <laughs> from weirdos, from like the most bizarre countries. I just see you on like your private stories. You're like, they're just some of the people. Some of the, they're oh just God, bats. They're so like. crazy. Or the funniest is when like if I am like yeah I'm single and some lads like here look let me take you out for a drink as if I'm like a stray dog. I'm like sorry what? <laughs> like the DMs from boys are so funny. Yeah. Because I actually feel bad for lads these days because it's like obviously they want say if a guy wants to approach you they're automatically being seen as a creep for sliding into your dms but it's a normal thing to do but there's definitely a way to go about it that'd be better yeah they'd yeah. just be like hey whatever they like, just phrase things really weird yeah, just, or just very, very assumptive they're like yeah just assume that you're gonna be like yeah yeah of course they come on really strong it's very strange i yeah. know yeah like it's so funny the dm thing but um yeah people are strange like i think you just i think if i was giving advice to anyone starting out as an influencer trying yeah. to make it it's like the whole thing of just being authentic is so important and definitely now there's so many podcasts and blogs and everything about like getting started and all of that so it's just about like I'm in a position now where I have the following obviously I'd love to have a million followers or would I though would that be terrifying maybe like <laughs> half a million <laughs> a bit more than that yeah I know much. like Jesus but yeah so it's just like I don't know I feel like if anyone was in a position where they wanted advice and any of that kind of stuff, obviously I'd reply to them if, you know, yeah. my DMs, it's like, it's nice to have a following where you feel like you're kind of friends with them all. Yeah, it's like they're actual fans rather yeah, than just being... it's like a community yeah. now. It's yeah. cool. How, that, on that, how can people get in touch with you if they want to? Yeah, I suppose just... like my DMs would be the mm. most, and like the most kind of easy place to contact me for the chats. But I think if you keep an eye on my stories, I probably engage in the most detail when I do Q&As. Because I like boxes. to have like yeah. those little question boxes is just more compartmentalized and I can actually handle it. I'm like, yeah, let's chat here. But yeah, because I <laughs> might place. miss someone's DM. And if you, people always say like when you get in tons of questions, if mm. you answer one, at least lots of people see it. Whereas if you have yeah. to paste the same thing into 50 messages, it's exactly true. just telling And like, obviously when someone replies and they're like, hey, how are you? Oh, that's such a cool, whatever. Let's talk about this. Can I have some advice on that? Or if someone just goes, how much is that dress? Like there's two it's different very ways. Different, yeah, yeah, two different responses you're gonna get. Scene. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Holly, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thanks, Thanks for chatting well. to me. It's great. Loved having you on. We'll leave it there. <laughs> <laughs> That has been the Come Here To Me podcast. Thank you for listening. I appreciate you all so much. If you're listening on Anchor, feel free to send in a voice message. I would love to hear your thoughts, feedback. If you want to get in touch, you can email me at info at 
You can also find me at Guy Boggan on Instagram, Twitter, everywhere. And you can subscribe to the weekly email of interesting things at kamirtome.ie or guyb.ie forward slash kamirtome.